Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> well, hello there. So glad to see you return to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, and today we've got a bizarre item to show you. If you'll take a look over here, uh, it looks like an old antique rattle. A baby's toy from a bygone era, quite possibly centuries old. No, no, please do not touch. Do not shake this rattle because if you disturb the spirits that lie within this rattle, you may not like the outcome. And this leads us to the topic of today's episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So let's pull out the mutoscope and take a look at the HBO Max limited series, The Baby. Now, The Baby premiered on HBO Max on April 24th and just wrapped up here recently. I saw the previews for this and I'm like, oh, another horror comedy. I've kind of got a bittersweet relationship with horror comedies because I really do want my horror to be horror. I want to be scared. I want to be terrified. I want to be able to uh, go out in the dark and feel the, the fear creeping up my back as I'm not sure what things are, are lurking in the dark shadows of the night. I want to be afraid of the hand that sweeps out from under the bed to grasp at my leg as I as I climb into to bed for a, a night's slumber. But when you add comedy to the mix it sometimes really takes the horror out of a horror movie or a horror comedy movie now there are some horror comedies that uh, I, I do enjoy it's not that I don't enjoy horror comedy but I am very skeptical as to the actual horror that's going to be involved it's usually more comedy with tropes of horror thrown in there so that's kind of what I was expecting with this limited series the baby but is that what I got? I, we'll, we'll discuss that. That's, that's what we're here to talk about. Of course, this series was created by Lucy Gamer and Sean Robbins Grace. Uh, they came up with the idea for this. It was originally going to be a short film that they were going to use to kind of springboard an idea to maybe do a feature film. But the short film turned out to be uh, essentially the first episode of this, this limited series. And all the things happened and everything fell into place. And HBO Max uh, eventually came calling. And we have a limited series on HBO Max. Now, the whole idea of this is quite interesting. You've got this idea of using a lot of metaphor to say a lot about motherhood and, and babies and stuff like that. But you throw in horror into that mix and you throw in a little bit of comedy into that mix. And it really made for an interesting idea. It's really kind of what drew me to this, even though it was going to be a horror comedy, which I'm never uh, quite high on. But the fact that the, the monster in this was going to be a baby really drew me to this and made me curious as to how this is all going to play out. And one of the things I liked about this, this limited series is the fact that the main cast is quite small. Even with the reoccurring characters, you don't have a lot of 
different characters showing up. I mean, it is mainly four base characters. Natasha, Mrs. Eves, Bobby, and the baby. And it's relatively a, a simple story, which I like that. I hate when stories get overly complicated. Although there are some complex facets to this. The lore and the history of what's going on can seem a little confusing, but I think it all plays out well in the end and leaves you uh, with just as many questions as there are answers, but that's not always a bad thing. Now, the series starts off, we we meet 38-year-old Natasha, played by Michelle DeSwart. Uh, She is a chef. She is... I'm guessing single. I don't know as if we ever really meet a partner per se, but she's she's on her own. She's she's living the bachelorette lifestyle, it seems. But her friends are all married or having babies. The one friend had a baby. The other friend announces while they're they're playing cards that she is pregnant. And I think Natasha kind of feels like she's left out of the club. Like all her friends are kind of growing up and going responsible and respectable and becoming parents and and doing all these things. And it's it's going to take away from her girl time, uh, hanging out with her friends, partying, gambling, <laughs> smoking cigars and, and, and all that stuff that, that she holds dear to her. And she kind of feels like she's out of the loop now. She's the odd man out. And, and the character really goes through a bit of an arc. Uh, in this regard, she's very self-centered uh, and, and in some regards, maybe a little bit selfish uh, because, you know, she just wants things to stay the way they are. And she's not allowing for her friends to grow in their relationships and their families. And and she acts kind of like a dick about it sometimes. Uh, the character, Natasha, is not terribly likable in the beginning of this. Now, that all changes as the story progresses and as her character develops. But but it was very interesting to, to start this. I'm like, oh, this is the protagonist, and I don't really like her. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I empathize. It's not that I don't empathize, but I, I don't really like her. She's kind of a jerk to her friends. And she kind of goes off to this, like, Airbnb and... Kind of to clear her head, get away for a few days, think about things, think about her place in the world, which really kind of is a is a theme for her character throughout this series is uh, just not knowing where she fits in. And it's at this little Airbnb by the seashore that she comes across this baby, it literally falls into her arms. And we'll kind of get into to how that happens. But she's stuck with this baby. And every time she tries to get rid of it, bad things happen. Uh, bad things happen with this baby around. People die. <laughs> and we find out the woman who rented the Airbnb, uh, for, for lack of a better term, Mrs. Eves, uh, knows a little more about this baby than she originally lets on. And she's following Natasha around with this baby. And they, they finally have a, a little bit of a meet and greet where Mrs. Eves tells Natasha that she has been following this baby from mother to mother for decades. This baby's not even one year old. The two little actors, Albie and Arthur Hills, uh, they play the baby. And, you know, they're just, uh, the kids are just about as adorable as can be. But, uh, but yeah, they're not even one year old. So how can this woman be following this baby from surrogate mother to surrogate mother for decades uh, when this isn't even a one-year-old child? 
Then we get a really interesting episode about Mrs. Eves uh, back 50 years prior when she was in love with another woman, a married woman. Her and this married woman, uh, you know, this is back when being in a lesbian relationship was not socially acceptable. They're afraid of being persecuted, so they keep it quiet and they decide to run away together uh, until the husband finally tracks down the wife and for lack of a, I mean, for all intents and purposes, uh, rapes her and impregnates her. Mrs. Eves' lover uh, has the baby and then ends up committing suicide and Mrs. Eves uh, her younger self uh, puts a, you know, essentially curses the father, the husband of her lover. And she feels that this curse that she put on this man is what has caused the baby to, to be what it is. But then in some regards, in other instances, she talks about the baby as if it is an entity that is ancient. She talks about the baby being an ancient need for attention, an ancient uh, fear of abandonment. That's why whenever whoever this baby latches onto as its mother figure, that surrogate mother, uh, whenever the baby is away from that mother, it does things to people, usually causing them to end up dead. And for the better part of this limited series, we see Mrs. Eves uh, essentially trying to convince Natasha that she needs to kill the baby. Natasha, uh, she doesn't want the baby, but she also doesn't want to kill it until she starts realizing the bad things happen around this baby. We get to see through flashbacks, uh, Mrs. Eves telling Natasha in some regards and, and others, you know, we're, we're finding out that every woman that has come in contact with this baby has gone through the same thing. People around them die and they eventually, a lot of them end up killing themselves. Now, throughout all this, we get to meet some other people. One of the one of the main characters, Bobby Williams, uh, Natasha's younger sister. Uh, she wants nothing more than to be a parent. She and her partner are trying to adopt, and just it's like she wants to be a parent so bad. She gives off vibes that that she's just a little too eager. And, and it causes problems in her relationship. Of course, that's a relationship that seems to have already had problems. This just kind of exacerbated and bring them to the surface. But she has an estranged relationship with Natasha. So we kind of get to see them work that out. We see the parents of these two girls. Their mother, Barbara, played by Sinead Cusack. She kind of lives on a hippie commune. And they end up there and some things happen. Didn't really serve any purpose in the story other than to show the relationship between the two girls and the mother and to, for them to work that stuff out. Although there was probably uh, one of the creepiest scenes in the whole show. We'll, we'll talk about that. Later, I'm going to talk about some of the, uh, some of the better horror moments of this series. Uh, we have some instances where we see the father and their relationship with him. Again, not really pertinent to the story, but we get to see these characters develop and, and see how their relationships are with each other through the lens of their relationships with their individual parents. But the whole story kind of culminates when Mrs. Eves takes the baby. She finds out the husband, the father of this baby, is still alive, probably over 80 years old now. 
I believe he has cancer, possibly lung cancer. He's in a hospital facility and she is taking the baby and she is going to burn the baby and the baby's father and hopefully break this curse. Natasha realizes that there is no curse and she decides uh, through premonition or I believe she sees Mrs. The younger version of Mrs. Eves telling her this, but there is no curse and to give the baby what it wants. Now, whether this was actually some sort of premonition or some sort of time space version of Mrs. Eves younger self coming to visit her or whether it was the baby itself uh, playing tricks in her mind, she believes there is no curse and that she needs to give the baby what it wants, and it just wants its mother. So she decides to be this baby's mother, and then realizes that, uh, like anyone else who has decided to be the mother to this baby, that death and destruction follow whenever this baby doesn't get what it wants. And Bobby and Mrs. Eves uh, work to get Natasha snapped out of the trance that she's kind of in with this baby. Uh, Natasha takes the baby to the cliff where she originally had the baby land in her arms. And she, I think it's kind of implied that she is going to, I, I don't know whether she's going to drop the baby and, and kill it, or if she's going to commit suicide, uh, murder suicide by plummeting with herself and the baby but at any rate she never gets the chance to because mrs eves does it it's an odd scene because this cliff it's some of those white cliffs of dover if you've seen the pictures of those in, in england she falls and these cliffs go to a sandy beach at the bottom and when mrs eves falls in falls she falls into very deep water the trajectory that she would she would have had to been launched from that cliff and to, to make it into water that deep. So it was a little unrealistic, but I got past it. it. It wasn't that big of a deal, but she falls in. The baby is sinking. Uh, Natasha dives in after her again. She would have had to have launched herself uh, from that cliff to be able to get into deep water like that. But she saves Mrs. Eves and our last shot is the baby sinking into the water. Uh, kind of a disturbing sight, uh, but the baby's not flailing. The baby's not struggling. It just has this look on its face that I just can't quite explain. Not peace, not struggling, not torment, kind of a F. What next? But then we kind of get the denouement to the whole story. Uh, Natasha's with her friends. Uh, she is more accepting of her one friend's baby and her other friend's baby that's going to be on the way. She's trying to be a better auntie to to her friend's baby and to be supportive and the nurturing mother that she was trying to be to the titular baby. And we kind of see that that story arc of hers. She goes from being very selfish to understanding what it's like to be needed and understanding what it's like to give of yourself like you have no choice. And now she's, I think she's more of a well-rounded person in that she's not just thinking about herself anymore. She's thinking about others. She's willing to give of herself to others and her friends and their babies. And, and maybe one day she'll have her own, who knows? But we see her in a good place. Bobby's in a good place, not with her, not with her partner, but there's, you know, there's a scene where it kind of feels like that is uh, still a possibility. Mrs. Eves is okay, and she's off uh, hiking, hiking mountains. She's spry for 73 years old. 
But then at the very end, we see come crawling out of the water and this really cool shot of the beach from like directly above. We see the baby it's, has come out of the water and is crawling on the beach and then kind of sits down and then cut the black roll the credits this baby is not a, a real baby this baby is housing something darker a malevolent violent power it's only taken the form of a baby and the way it ends you realize this power is not done doing what it wants so it was a really interesting story i really liked the idea behind the story uh, where i kind of got a little not lost in this, but uh, the the aspects of this that I didn't like. This is a horror comedy. It wasn't that funny, and it didn't have that much horror in it. Uh, even with like dry, and I get dry British humor, but this just wasn't even good British humor. This just wasn't that funny. There were some some scenes where it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I get it. That's ironic, but it wasn't that funny. Uh, the horror wasn't that horrific either now there were some good horror scenes there's a dream sequence natasha has after she first brings the baby home where she's having this dream that the baby wants to eat and it won't eat and then uh you know all of a sudden she's lactating for no reason so the baby latches on and all of a sudden you know she gets pain and the baby pops off and it's got these jagged teeth and blood and scary scene uh, and horrific imagery. So that was really cool. There was a scene at the Mother Barbara's commune where the baby like takes possession of all these kids. And it, it was very like Children of the Corn meets Village of the Damned feel to it, where these kids are, are all under the power of this, this evil entity that's inside this baby, uh, stoning the adults, standing there around the baby, talking for the baby, a very storm of the century vibe saying, give it what it wants and it wants its mother. Things like that. It was it was very creepy and eerie. And then, of course, the final episode, the series finale, was it had some elements of horror in it. When we find out that people dying around this baby is not just some sort of magical something happens, the baby possesses the mother and the mother does the killing for the baby. Uh, we see Natasha attack her father, attack Bobby. Uh, we see her attack Miss Eves while she's under the power of this baby and under the influence of this baby. Some of that was kind of creepy and and scary. But other than that, there just weren't a lot of scares. There wasn't a lot of creepiness. Uh, I mean, there were some, you know, it, it did play off some atmospheric things with the baby. Cause especially early on when you see this baby and sweet little, uh, innocent angelic faced baby and all this horrible things happening. And, and then you realize it's the baby and just that, that feeling you get in the pit of your stomach of what is going on inside this baby that is causing this evil. Uh, that's, that's some scary stuff in and of itself. But other than like that dream sequence with Natasha and the, the fangs on the baby, we don't really get any sort of demonic imagery or, or anything like that. Uh, we don't get anything other than the baby looking and acting like a baby. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it would have come across as too hokey if you had the baby's face turning into a demon's face and a maniacal laugh and a poof of smoke. But a lack of that meant that there was a lack of horror in this. 
And I suppose the true horror of this is more of a psychological horror of what's going on inside this baby that is this evil power and the the things that are being done because of the evil power in this baby. And then, you know, you, you balance the, you know, the evil that's inside of it with the, like I said, this angelic faced, adorable little baby. Maybe that's where the true horror lies. And then, of course, this whole series was nothing but metaphor upon metaphor. I mean, there was so much about this uh, you know, metaphor for motherhood, uh, metaphor for having a baby and and caring for children. You know, there's one scene where it talks about how you have a baby and it, it takes over your life and it's, it'll destroy your life. All things that some parents feel after they've had a baby, that the baby has taken over their life, that the baby has destroyed their life because they can't do the things they used to do. Uh, they, they say it in that regard, but when you put it in the context of this baby with this evil power inside of it, it quite literally will take over your life and destroy your life. So, you know, there, there's just a lot to unpack when it comes to uh, the metaphor and the themes inside of this because there are themes aplenty you've got the bit with bobby played by amber grappy she and her partner are, are having uh, relationship issues and trying to solve that with a baby a lot of people do that whether you know in their case they're trying to adopt others you know have the babies the good old-fashioned way and you know they do that to try and salvage their relationship and all that does is is complicate things when you bring a baby into the mix and and bobby realizes that uh before it's too late uh even even her partner realizes that uh before it's too late and and they bring a, a baby into the relationship that is already falling apart there's a lot there to unpack as well. There's a lot to unpack with parent-child relationships. Uh, not only just the the mother and the baby, but the you know Natasha and Bobby uh, and her their mother and and their father. You know, there's a lot of things going on in their relationships that never fully get resolved. But I think you know they show these characters kind of getting themselves back on the right path towards resolving these issues and and even more so i think the relationships with the the mother and the father and bobby and natasha's relationships with them individually uh kind of help towards healing the relationship between natasha and bobby so like i said there's you know there's a lot to unpack as far as metaphor goes and themes and those sort of things in this and if you like that sort of stuff you're gonna get it in spades uh like i said it's light on the horror and light on the comedy for a horror comedy but it is an interesting story and it's interestingly told i, I really like the storytelling in this i liked some of the direction of course they have uh, you know some really good directors i know uh nicole castle who she's done things like the leftovers uh, the watchman vinyl uh, she directed the first episode the premiere and then they had three other really good directors uh, they did a fantastic job the look of it and the atmosphere of it was was really good it was a bizarre kind of weird feel to it um while you didn't get uh, a lot of horror in this you did get the atmosphere 
you've got a lot of the the questions of what in the hell is going on. And I think that's what uh, kept me going. That's what captivated me about this. I didn't get a ton of comedy, which I, I was okay with because I'm more interested in the horror anyway. But if you're going to call yourself a horror comedy, I, I wanted some more comedy. Uh, not slapstick stuff, but I wanted more comedy. And and I didn't really get a ton of horror. But where it lacked in comedy and horror, I think, I think it made up for an atmosphere. And in horror-like atmosphere. So that was a, a good thing it had going for it, is There was a ton of atmosphere. And it just kind of left you feeling unnerved a lot of the times. Left you wondering, what in the hell is going on? Where is this story going? What is up with this baby? What is Mrs. Eve's relationship with this baby? How does how did she know what's going on? And it left you with so many questions that you did get some answers. Uh, you didn't get all the answers, like the mythos behind this baby, the lore behind this baby. You got a taste of that, but you didn't get enough to really answer any serious questions about it. Maybe that's okay. I don't think you really needed to have it all explained, but this story really had a great atmosphere and it also had a great sound design. The sound design in this was really cool and really creepy and odd and bizarre. And again, it kind of played into that unnerving feeling that you would sometimes get. And they had a lot of really cool needle drops on this that, that kind of made this fun. And, and kind of broke the tension of the atmosphere that they did set up with this. So really, the more I think about this series, uh, the more I like it. I started out, after I watched it, my wife was like, oh, how was it? And I said, eh, it was okay. And like I said, it didn't have a ton of comedy and it didn't have a ton of horror. And I think that was my first takeaway from it. But I think the more I think about it, it was it was horror in other ways. It was horror in atmosphere. It was horror in a more of a psychological sense and not in the physical sense. And the more I think about the series in its entirety, uh, the more I like it. Is it, is it fantastic? Is it great? Is it the best thing I've ever seen? No, but it, it's an enjoyable watch. And it's a a watch that'll keep you coming back for more to try and get those answers to the questions that you you may get those answers you may not get the answers that you're looking for but it'll be an interesting ride all the same so if you get a chance check out the limited series on hbo max the baby i i think you'll probably enjoy it well enough it's like i said it's not going to be your favorite show maybe mothers maybe people who have kids or, or thinking of having kids maybe it might affect them a little more just from that angle but I, I think you're gonna like it i think you're gonna enjoy the atmosphere of it i think you're gonna enjoy the the mystery of it it's not bad so thanks for listening to my thoughts on the hbo max series the baby check out odds bodkins curiosity shop on facebook for trailers to the latest movies and series limited and otherwise on on all sorts of different platforms and in theaters of course we'll always be posting articles uh, from various sources around the internet on the horror fantasy and sci-fi that we all know and love and while you're uh, checking out odds bodkins on facebook leave some likes leave some thoughts and no matter where you're listening to this podcast whatever platform please subscribe follow download it leave a review five stars would be awesome that helps with the algorithms and please you know the best way to get this podcast out there is for you to share it so share it with you anyone that you know that loves horror fantasy and sci-fi so until next time 
Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!